one of the high-end services that we provide is to help rich people blend their own cigar to their own flavor profile, mm. make their own packaging, their own bands. And I'm, I've never done this myself because I'm not a billionaire, right? <laughs> okay. But I am reliably informed that gifting somebody your own cigar is like the ultimate bragging rights for the rich. So, <laughs> ultimate experiences of being rich, <laughs> which I will probably never experience. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Danny. It's so nice to have you on my show, Jack Vijasravi. Burkha Cigars produce commemorative cigar for 2017 presidential Trump inauguration. Former President Bill Clinton, Clinton enjoys Burkha, His Majesty Reserve, the Rolls-Royce of cigars. So how does it feel to be the Indian face of brand Burkha? Gurkha is, the, is considered in the market as the Rolls Royce of cigars. I love cigars. Like anything in life, I love the, the best of the best of the best that you can get in anything. Um, it's, a, it's a privilege and an honor to be given the opportunity to, to be the face of, of, a, of a cigar brand that is so, so extraordinary in so many ways. So one extra, extraordinary aspect of it is its origin story. Indian origin, Goa, Army Associations, uh, Florida, complete change of life and destiny, almost like a rebirth. So Danny, take us through uh, the key milestones of this extraordinary brand, Gurkha. So Gurkha as a brand was founded in 1887, probably one of the oldest cigar brands in the world. It started in Goa. And they started out selling cigars to, um, to the British Army. They named the brand Gurkha after, after the Nepalese Gurkhas because the Nepalese Gurkhas in the 1800s and still today were the British Army's favorite army regiment. The company remained uh, an Indian company until 1989. Uh, in 1989, the company was shutting down. So the current owner uh, is, a, uh, is a Parsi hmm. named Pantan Sotia. Hmm. And he is based in Florida in the US. And he was on holiday in Goa hmm. in 1989 when he bought the company because it, it was shutting down, right? So he bought all of the cigars that they had in stock and he bought the, the brand of the company I mean, for a, for a paltry amount of like $150 or something. And then at that point, it was a, a low-end Indian brand, cigars. Mm. Okay. And, uh, and he, took the, he took the brand back to America. Uh, it's now the most expensive cigar. Uh, we have the highest rated cigar in the world. Mm. Uh, and it's considered to be the Rolls Royce of, uh, of cigars. Cuba had dominated the cigar um, market since many years with brands like Cohiba, Dunhill, etc. And how that changed, you know, and 
Burkha created its unique position, how did it reimagine the entire category? When you're not from an industry, I mean, on the one hand, right, you don't have the experience, but on the other hand, you have complete objectivity. You can look at an industry afresh, yeah. and you can find out if there are any missing spaces that you can create in the market. So mm. what Kaizek did before he entered into the cigar market, he did a, he did a detailed analysis of the market. Mm. And whilst, whilst cigars are considered to be a luxury product, mm. um, his assessment of the market was mm. that there was, there was no luxury segment or luxury brand in the luxury market. Very interesting. <laughs> Very big insight. You look then and you look now mm. at many cigar manufacturers. Mm. They'll basically they'll, they'll sell cigars in a very thin plywood box. So from, a, from a packaging perspective, mm. a thin, cheap plywood box does not, does not indicate luxury. Yeah. When, when Kaiser first entered into the market, if you look at how cigars were manufactured, for example, mm. many cigar manufacturers, they'd have a tobacco field behind the factory. Mm. Take the, grow, the, grow the tobacco, put it into the factory. The problem with that approach is mm. that cigars are about taste. Cigars mm. are about flavor. Mm. That's all they're about. You don't, you don't inhale cigar smoke. Yeah. So it's only about taste. It's only about flavour. And the problem is that tobacco, tobacco is like is like wine or whiskey. Wherever you grow the product, in uh, the grapes, the soil is different. The seed is different. Mm. Sunshine mm. is different. The climate is different. So therefore, the wine tastes different. Yeah. I mean, tobacco is exactly the same, right? So. Right. You know, tobacco from the Dominican Republic is sweet. Mm. Tobacco from Nicaragua is spicy. Mm. Tobacco, tobacco from Honduras, for example, is peppery. Okay, so if you get all of your tobacco from one location, then you only get one flavor. So you want to get complex flavors into mm. a cigar, like this cigar. Mm. You, get, uh, you get five tobacco leaves in a cigar. Mm. So you, effectively, you have five opportunities to put flavor into that cigar. Mm. So if I want to get complex flavors into the cigar, then mm. necessarily I have mm. to take one leaf from Honduras or one from Nicaragua mm -hmm. and one from Brazil and mm. one from Ecuador or one from Mexico. And then all of those, all of those leaves will inherently have flavor profile. So when right. I put those flavors together, then I get a much more complex flavor in the cigar. And historically, this was not done. Yeah. And Danny, like you were sharing earlier that, you know, different parts of the tongue and the mouth respond uh, differently, whether it's bitter or spicy or sweet. So if, if, you, if, you smoke a, if you smoke a cigar that is made with young tobacco, and often, often it will taste a little bit harsh and a little mm. bit bitter. If you smoke a cigar that's from the Dominican Republic, right. then that tobacco will be sweet. If you have a, if you have a, a, a Gurkha cigar that's got tobacco from multiple regions, then it will trigger many areas because it will trigger the spice centers, it will trigger the sweet mm. centers. 
Yeah, completely different experience. Yeah, it would hook you as well. You'd want to come to it again and again. When Ajat started, most of our companies would have their preferred destination for manufacturing for sourcing their tobacco from. So mm. most companies would have one or maximum two flavors of cigars. Coca mm. has over in, in excess of 125 different flavors of cigars. 125. Wow. Some, some people like sweet, some people like spicy, some people like mm. earthy, mm. some people like, like the heavy chocolate, chocolatey notes, or some people like a milk chocolate or a dark chocolate yeah, flavor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And all of these are available in nature, right? You've just got to find out where those flavors are and, mm. and blend them in a way mm. where you create a flavor profile that's enjoyed by the consumers. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, it took an Indian Parsi to see the opportunity. It, when it comes to flavor, why just have one spice? Let's make a curry. <laughs> 125 yeah, yeah, yeah. opportunities. <laughs> and when, you're, when you're making your kana, you don't, if you just put haldi in your kana, it's not very interesting, right? I mean, you, right. Have to, you, have to, you have to put multiple spices and flavors into your kana in order to make it yeah. so that it's complex and it's got beautiful flavors and different flavors. So there were so many aspects of, uh, you know, uh, craftsmanship uh, when you were putting the product together, which conveyed the luxurious experience, you know, uh, not just the flavor and the amount of choice, but also uh, like you were sharing earlier, something about infusing and how it's rolled. Could you briefly tell us all the other aspects of, you know, what goes into this one little stick of cigar. But cigars are all about flavor. So how do you get the best flavors in a cigar? So blending is, is one option. Aging is another option. Aging tobacco, and aging tobacco is like aging a wine or a whiskey. Mm. You age that for 10 years or 15 years, and it becomes smooth, full body, complex in its flavors. The same happens with tobacco. This cigar, which is actually the highest rated cigar in the world, which is rated 99, this tobacco is aged for 15 years. This is the 15 year cellar reserve. When you age tobacco, same as aging wine or whiskey, aging tobacco, so when it's young, it's harsh and bitter. When it's mm. young, it has a lot of power in it, it has a lot of nicotine, it has mm. a lot of pesticides and fertilizers. When you age that tobacco, all of those impurities leach out of the tobacco. Because a lot of the nicotine also leaches out of the tobacco. Smooth and creamy. I mean, it's just like, it's like, it's like eating dessert, right? I mean, my mouth's watering. <laughs> you can feel that. <laughs> you can feel that, right. If you look at, you mentioned Cuba at the beginning. Now, Cuba, Cuba has been perceived to be the best cigars in the world. Okay? Mm. And when we entered into the Indian market about five years ago, yeah. one of the big challenges we faced is that, you know, like, what in one of these cigars? Well, Cuban cigars are best in the world, right? There have only ever been Cuban cigars in India. Yeah. Now, the problem is that Cuba is a, Cuba is a, a communist country. Mm. And they still follow the same practices for, for rolling cigars as they did 100 years ago. In the last hundred years, the, the, the hand rolling and the manufacturing process of, of cigars has evolved tremendously. 
the disadvantage of being a, a communist country is that it's it's not progressed in terms of its technology in terms mm. of what it's done. Mm. So the production of the cigar is, a, is another major factor. You yeah. never, you never, ever, ever smoke a Cuban, uh, a Gurkha cigar that doesn't have a perfect draw. Right. I, I guess that is what, like, at every step, such a lot of care is going through uh, making it that people can, ex you know, experience the difference. And that's why people who have been smoking cigars, you can quickly make out that a Gurkha cigar is much better than a Cuban cigar. If I've got a serious cigar smoker, give them a cigar, mm -hmm. so, or give them a couple of cigars and say, right, you smoke your favorite cigar and then you smoke mine. Mm -hmm. You smoke your second favorite cigar <laughs> and then you smoke mine. Yeah. And the job's done. The job's the job done. done. I don't know. <laughs> In, in smoking experience. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know what I love about uh, marketing of prestige brands, Danny, is that the product typically is so good that you just keep romanticizing the product and, you know, that would, that would do it. Uh, and, and for Gurkha cigars, the challenges were huge because in India, you cannot advertise. How do you, like you said, you make someone experience the product, but how do you enable that they have a good experience and, and typically it's said that okay marketing to the super rich you just have to make sure that you're marketing exclusivity but here for for you for this category there were many more challenges let's go back five years mm -hmm. and let's look at entry environment that we entered the marketing what what did it look like mm -hmm. so historically india had only ever really experienced cuban cigars Hmm. And 99.9% of cigar smokers in India were of the opinion that Cuban cigars are best in the world. Hmm. Okay? So that was the first consumer challenge to overcome. Yeah. From, a, from an environmental perspective, we're in five years ago, five, six years ago, we're in the middle of the, the, the anti-smoking drive where bars were starting to shut down smoking, restaurants and everything, hmm. right? So, hmm. So two major problems, number one, convincing people that these are the Rolls Royce of cigars and the best cigars in the world, when they believe they already had the Rolls Royce. And number two, doing that in an environment where the, the opportunities and, and the ability to smoke was going ding, 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 like this, less and less. But keeping in mind this regulatory issue, I mean, if you, if you have a cigarette, you can go outside a bar. <laughs> have a cigarette and you can go back in in five, seven minutes and you're done, right? Now, the problem with cigars, number one, it takes one to two hours to smoke a cigar. You can't go outside a bar for one to two hours. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, your wife will divorce you and whatever, right? I mean, you can't, you can't go out for an hour. And the other thing as well is that cigars are, cigars are experiential. So, standing outside on a street, outside a bar, it's not a place that you ever want to smoke a cigar. The biggest challenge we had really to get into the market was the fact that there were so few places. You could buy a cigar, right? Mm -hmm. But assuming the product was very difficult. So when we first entered into the market, our, and still today, our entire focus is on creating the appropriate environment where you can actually consume the product. So what does that mean? Mm -hmm. It's five-star hotels, five, five to seven-star hotels 
because this is the Rolls Royce. And then creating cigar lounges, because I mean, when you're smoking a cigar, you want to get the opportunity to pair it with your favorite cognac or your favorite single malt or whatever you like to, to, to pair with your cigar. Sit in an environment, you know, you want beautiful leather, Chesterfield furniture, soft music, mm. switch off, sit down, smoke, and enjoy your cigar. Mm. So when we, when we started the market, the key focus was to create cigar lounges where people could actually come in and consume the product mm. instead of just being able to buy the product. Our entire focus has been getting as many cigar lounges as we can, mm. or as many spaces, outdoor spaces, specialized in the indoor cigar lounge spaces where mm. people can actually go and enjoy a cigar. And that was critical. And of course, when we're setting up a cigar lounge, mm. then we also get the opportunity to, to the brand inside the lounge. So that from a, from a brand positioning perspective, people know Gopher Cigars as a beautiful cigar lounge when you go into a luxury hotel exclusivity when it comes to retailing as well that also takes on the associations that it's the Rolls Royce it's not for everybody and it's not to be had any, anywhere yeah that's the, the sales and distribution side of the sure market. and the Bombay Cigar Club uh, that you formed was also uh, part of this thing that enabled that ambience and experience and also like, like forming a community of like-minded people who love cigars. The Cigar Club started 15 years ago. Really? And okay. Before, Pre-COVID, until, until April 2020, Cigar Club had happened every month without fail for the last 14 years. Wow. My passion for cigars and been there for, for decades. Oh. Club has been 15 years, but this obviously this obviously dovetailed lovely lovely into this as well. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Understood. Uh, when when I decided to partner up with Gurkha, then it gives me the opportunity to directly access hmm. the humans who smoke cigars to let them try the cigar to experience the difference. Until you experience it, it's nothing, right? I can tell you anything, but you mm. have to experience it for yourself yeah, and you yeah. for building uh, relevant associations there have been events like polo or even your presence in the Ambani wedding <laughs> it's so very interesting and yachts uh, competition there there so there are some annual properties you build there are many constraints from a marketing perspective on mm. how you can market tobacco you can't yes. advertise so then you have to find unique ways in order to be able to, to build the brand. And the problem when we started is that there were not many platforms, luxury platforms. Mm. So we, we had no choice at the time mm. to create those platforms. Okay. So, so the, first, the first platform we created basically was a, a regatta. Where, we, where every week we race luxury yachts. And at the end of the racing season, we have a regatta. This is brand associations, right? So yes. luxury yachts and cigars. When you're out sailing in the sea on a luxury yacht, smoking a cigar is an extraordinary experience. Yeah. 
we then partnered up with the Amateur Riders Club in Bombay uh, in order to help them to grow their, their tournament, mm. their club tournament. Again, polo is the sport of the gentry. Playing polo, smoking cigars, everybody's happy, right? Amazing. <laughs> Capturing uh, the right frame of mind, the right occasion, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. So that's the second platform we, that we've developed. Hmm. In terms of brand associations, I mean, globally, we, we, partner, we partner with Rolls-Royce, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Aston Martin, Rolex. Hmm. <laughs> Got it. So the, these brands hold luxury events, whether it's racing cars or whether it's, or hmm. whether it's a big dinner for their customers. Hmm. And they want, they want the best cigars in the world right. to make an evening with them a luxury experience. Hmm. And I'm curious about this Ambani wedding thing. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Apparently, I've been told that it's now, it's now very difficult in India for the super rich to have an Indian wedding without, without our cigars there. Wow. <laughs> and uh, the super rich in Russia and other places, basically what they'll do, we have a, we have a cigar that's mm -hmm. infused with, uh, with Remy Cognac. The, the, the Cognac costs yes. like $2,500 a bottle. And an entire bottle of Cognac goes into one box of cigars. The cigars are $1,500 each. Mm. And uh, what the super rich in, in Russia and other places basically do is they'll gift these cigars, $1,500 per cigar, and they'll mm. gift them all to their friends because it's like a status symbol, right? I yeah, mean, it's a wonderful gift. Yeah, in, interestingly, that's how it started, no? as a gift with the watches from, uh, for Mr. Honsatya. His first cigar, and he used to gift the cigars mm. with his watches. Now, his clients said, these cigars are amazing. Where do we buy them, right? And he's like, I don't know. You can't buy them. That's just, <laughs> I just blended it. So it's yeah. a unique gift for you. So you can enjoy yeah. a, a cigar with your watch. And you're like, okay, yeah. don't yeah. blend more. We want to buy them. And that's, that's basically where Joker yeah. was reborn. I've read a lot of uh, editorials, Danny, where you yourself are educating audiences, telling about you know, how to be more discerning. Uh, also, there's been a masterclass how to make your cigar, <laughs> uh, as well as um, uh, endorsements um, um, by Sylvester Stallone. In India, it's been by Sanjay Dutt. You know, what I find most interesting, Danny, is when I look at the product range and the names, you know, it is from His Majesty's Reserve to Genghis Khan to Evil to Ghost to Avenger G5. You know, so in essence, Maharaja, that's the most expensive, $2,000 a cigar. So, you know, when I, when I initially, you know, looked at the brand Gurkha or with the entire symbology, as we can see, uh, you know, on your t-shirt also, it's a warrior. It's a soldier, like you said, badass soldier. So the appeal is very, very universal, you know, I mean, although it's Indian origin and, you know, the tradition might be of. Uh, you know, Indian army, but the archetype of a hero archetype, you know, a warrior who stands up, protects, defends, honor, you know, is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very, very appealing concept. 
one of my personal favorites. This gives you an idea. So again, this is a, this is a standard packaging. Right. And you can see on this particular cigar, this has, uh, this has, this is cedar wood that you basically take off and you use it for lighting the cigar. Um, mm -hmm. And the tobacco in this particular cigar comes from four separate regions of the world. Wow. And it's extraordinary. <laughs> That's the word. That's the word. Awesome. Oh. This is like <laughs> this is like literal rapid fire. Come on, Ed. <laughs> yay! <Good> yay. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Favorite holiday destination? Maldives. Wife's most often used phrase. I love you. Hey. Nice. If you were a breakfast cuisine, what would you be? If it's personal, bacon, eggs, sausages, black pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite book? The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Success. So I'm just saying one word, whatever comes to your mind. Success. Gurkha. Sorry? Gurkha. Gurkha. <laughs> okay. Comrades Marathon. Oh, mad. Insane. Only for clinically insane people. I got it. Mumbai. Passion. I love the place. Luxury. Gurkha. <laughs> Easy, <laughs> Easy answer. Never mind. Okay. Vedanta. So, Swami Patasathi. I've been studying under him for 15 years. <laughs> Home. Breach candy. Sea facing, beautiful. DJ, music. <laughs> Me for 12 years in London when I was going through <laughs> university. <laughs> Superb. What's next? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, lovely answer. Great. You did very well. So great. <laughs> Thank you, Danny, for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure.